What's up, bro? What's up, bro? How's it going? Going great. It's good to hear, bro. It's funny because we always say the same exact thing. I think, I think it's good. Okay. Gives us a purpose. What's up, everybody? My name is Adrian. My name is Ivan. And this is the Hyper Future Show, a show where we discuss movies, film, TV shows, music that we love, that Whoa. we like, that have impacted us in some particular way. Yeah. Is this right, little bro? Ivan? That is correct, big brother, Adrian. When I say it sounds like a cult. <laughs> little brother, Ivan, you must complete this mission. Yes, big brother. Or we sound Indian. Let's not get racist. Today on the show, we are going to talk about a movie that has impacted both of our lives. Yeah. Um, in a positive way. Ivan, what movie are we going to discuss today? Rush Hour. Rush Hour. What? What a film. Who's in this movie, Ivan? Jackie Chan. Chris Tucker. Ivan's a little... He doesn't approach things like most people. Oh. He's an unusual fellow, you know? If he's gonna I say can't... something, he's gonna get long, lengthy, awkward pauses. Yeah. Keep your eyes on toes. Yeah. Ivan, give a little synopsis for this good old dandy. Uh... Not gonna... I don't wanna be racist. What? How can you be racist giving a synopsis? I don't know, bro. If it comes out of me, it comes out of me. I can't be canceled for a mistake. Right? This is in cancellation culture, Evan. Alright. We are full-blooded Americans, half Mexicans, and somewhat Colombian. Some might say we're German, but we have yet to prove I'll that. I'll try to. Don't tell me. Yeah, let's go. So, it starts off with... Synops, synops, synops. It starts off with this cop who... He's a little rough around the edges. He doesn't do things by the book, but it's not like that cool, cold cop that I don't do things by the book. It's like, I'll do whatever I want, that kind of cop. Uh-huh. Uh, played by Chris Tucker, and he's very flamboyant in a good way, right? Yeah. You're making this awkward. No, I'm not. It's yeah, so yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's a I good wouldn't setup. have described it that way. It's a good setup. L let, me, let me describe it. Now it's we awkward. First of all, it doesn't start off with him. Yeah, it does. No, doesn't it? Oh. It, start off, it starts off with Jackie Chan. So we oh, got... in China, this, right. This movie is basically about two cops. One no, Chinese. No, let me... Go give ahead. me a second shot. Oh, he's feeling a little brave now. <laughs> it's a buddy cop movie. The buddy cop movie to start the... <laughs> You're horrible at this... Can I go? Yeah. Alright. I just wanted so, to say buddy cop. <laughs> so this movie is about two cops, one Chinese born and native Chinese, and one African American uh, living in Los Angeles, California. They just so happen to be uh, united to figure out this case about about a missing Chinese uh, like prime, uh, prime or like daughter. foreign minister's daughter. Yeah. And I think the whole movie is is sort of revolves around like the dynamic nature between their relationship and the whole juxtaposition of their relationship. The, the culture shock. Culture shock. Yes. Good. Good phrase, Simon. Yes. Yeah. 
So we got this Chinese cop coming to America, to LA, to figure out why, where is this little Chinese girl. <laughs> Gotta find a little Chinese girl. He says that, oh. Yeah. Okay. And they're played by Jackie Chan, obviously the Chinese man, and Chris Tucker, obviously the African American. I don't want to assume anything here. <laughs> this is 2019, but it isn't 2030. You know, we could still say African American and Chinese without getting canceled in this culture. Anyways, so we got the basic plot. This movie came out in, if I have my facts correct, which is sticking out to uh, 1998. Pretty old. It's a like, pretty old movie. How old were you, Ivan, I when this one, movie came I out? I was one. I, Ivan was one. I was eight years old. It doesn't really feel that old, though. Like that movie I was no, watching no, no, no. it. It didn't feel like, oh, this is obviously like, not dated, right? Not really. It's no. dated in some aspects. Probably in like, big aspects, actually. Like the phone, maybe technology, but I would like, say, I would say even like the. It's pretty racist. Towards, like, Chinese people. I mean, I think... Like, the that, whole way Chris Tucker... But I think his defense is that, like, he doesn't really know. Like, he's just... He's ignorant? A little bit. And they... they but ignorance friends. is, like, the basic foundation of racism. Yeah, but he didn't mean it maliciously. I think we're getting off topic. No, no, no. We'll talk about that later, sure. But he was pretty racist. And I don't think this movie could be made the same way in 2019. Because people would be going bananas. I mean, they made Rush Hour 3. True. But that was like 12 years ago, too. And it's like, I don't know if it was that overtly uh, racist. I want to say they're just like blatantly racist, but it's like, they say things that are risky. I think race is a little too harsh. I think it's like, just like, like a kiss of racism. It's like, it's definitely not politically correct. Yeah. But I think to call it racist is like they like kind of meant to hurt people. True, true, like, true. Yeah, that's why they're making the movie. But it could come off as that. Yeah. Cuz yeah. like if you're a Chinese person watching this movie, you're like, well, thing, they're just like making fun. Don't step on them. They're just making fun of me. Yeah. But we'll talk about that later. A little bit more. We were talking about it. Also Jackie Chan, he kind of makes fun of, like, Chris and, like, how, how he talks and stuff like that. Sure, but he sort of, like, pushed to the edge. He's like, oh, you want to talk about everything? Like, like, ching chong ching? <laughs> I'm going to do your accent, too. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay, whatever. 1998, I'm eight years old. I watched this movie. I'm in love. It's hilarious. Jackie Chan's awesome. Chris Tucker is crazy and femboying and hilarious. And half the jokes I sort of don't get, but half of them I do. And Chris Tucker makes everything great because he's so, like, out there. And his yep. eyes are the biggest eyes I've ever seen. Yep. Ivan, you're one year, one year old. What did you think about... I was like, <laughs> uh, But seriously, when you first really saw this movie, other than this last time, what did you think about it? I think I just found it funny. Not because I understood anything, just because, like, how Chris Tucker emotes himself. Uh-huh. And like cool Kung Fu Jackie Chan. Yep. And then they play off each other well enough, so it's like there's almost no language barrier. Just how they interact, it's funny itself. Yeah. 
like the specifically the, the where they sing that one kung fu song yep classic and they're like there's no language barrier there they're just having fun dancing to uh-huh. like a single song they both like great 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 scene and then racism was ended yes one swift kick to racist nuts <laughs> so like I said the movie starts off with uh, the little girl getting kidnapped another iconic scene is when the little girl gets kidnapped right before she's singing the Mar- Mariah Carey song Yeah. When, the, when that song came out I mean when this movie came out I loved the song because I was like oh man I want to rock out like this little girl and that little girl was like my age I was like oh uh, uh, <laughs> get it um, so she gets kidnapped by, seems like some kind of Asian gang, right? Like some yeah. triad gang, like yeah. Chinese mafia type of thing. Um, and what's the bad guy's name that we keep hearing throughout this movie? I literally... Jing Chong, like, uh, Whoa. Jong, Jing, Jong. Whoa. No, seriously, come on. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see, we got, here we go... Uh, Juntao. Juntao. Okay. So it's Juntao, and Juntao is like this uh, sort of like a mysterious, shadowy figure that spearheads this mafia. And we figure out that he's behind the kidnapping of the a, the Chinese council's daughter. And the FBI is on the case, but then we're introduced to Chris Turk. Chris Tucker's character who works for the LAPD and he's sort of a, a what kind of cop is he as a he just does what he wants he loves being a cop he thinks he's like in an action movie yeah he should look at him like that I don't want to talk down to people he he's sort of like a cop that he thinks he's in an action movie he can do whatever he wants he's exploding things he's being reckless so the LAPD is like you know what we're gonna fire this guy we're gonna demote him but then the FBI is like, you know what, we need someone from the LAPD to make look like a fool. And they're like, alright, let's call it LAPD, see if they have anyone they want to give us. And the, guy, the head sheriff over LAPD is like, you know what, take Chris. What's his name in the movie? Oh, I don't know. We got... James Carter. It's like, yeah, we got this guy named Carter. Take him to the FBI. Carter's like, oh my god. I, I knew it. Yeah. It's his whole life, his whole life's dream. And he's the cockiest person in the world, right? Yeah. He's like, you know what? I'm better than everyone here. And they had some play tests. Um, so, Detective James Carter, he goes to the uh, Asian consul's house. The FBI's there. They're like, you know what? Psych, we didn't really mean to hire you as a detective. You're just taking care of uh, detector, Detective Lee. Right. Who's coming in from China. Who is Cheng Chen. <laughs> and here we go. The two oddballs are mixed matched. And pretty hilarious times ensue, right? Already just off the start. They're like, they hate each other, but it's like funny. Yeah. And, it, and it's sort of like a, the ten, it's it's a great sort of like um, tension builder that the story adds, cause like, Jackie's like, you know what, I'm trying to figure out this thing, and Chris is like, I'm trying to figure out this thing, but I don't need you, I work as a solo de- detective, 
there's always this contrasting thing of like Jackie really, uh, Detective Lee really wants to find this the person, and so does Tucker, but he wants to find it for a selfish reason to be known as like the best cop. Yes. And that sort of like clash of like what each of them want and their goals lead to this like comedic output. And then the very first scene, which is hilarious, is basically Jackie's trying to touch uh, uh, Chris Tucker's radio. Yeah. And he's like, he changes the radio. He's like, are you crazy? You never touch a black man's radio. Cause yeah. You're going to get killed out here. Obviously, I do not do it any bit of justice. Chris Tucker is hilarious. He's got to say it blacker, bro. I know, sorry, Go I can't do it. But Go Chris ahead. is so good at that. Yeah. He's so good at like adding that pizzazz. That... It's just like pure energy in human form. Yes. He's sort of, he's very reminiscent of Michael Jackson. He has a lot of like mannerisms with Michael Jackson. And he I think like his lifelong idol is Yeah. MJ. I can see that. Um Ivan, what is um I guess your favorite team? Let's let's start there. Hmm. Is it the part where they sing the war song? Whoa. Who? I think yeah. it just feels too classic. I don't know. It's like almost selling out, you know? Yeah. But if that's what it is, that's what it is. It is. It could be. Yeah. What about the bar room brawl? The pool table brawl? Where uh, Tucker's like, hey, do whatever I do. Exact, act exactly oh. how I, I act. And he's saying the N-word to all his friends, Chris. He's like, hey, what's yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up? And then Jackie thinks he could do the same, and he says the same exact thing, and it's like, oh. Culture shock, boom, slap in the face. I think that's top five. Also, when when he's like, he walks into to see his cousin. I think that's his cousin. Oh, into the bowl table. Is that? Yeah. Where's the daughter? What daughter? You know what I'm talking about? Where's the daughter? He's like, don't make me shoot you right now. Or I I like the part uh, like right before that, where he sees like that that dude in the front and he's like smoking something. And then he's like, what's this? What do you got here? Where'd you get this? Where's your card? He's like, huh? I, I, uh. It goes on for like three minutes. Yeah. He's like, what? <laughs> and he just like takes the thing. He's like, he's like it's a cigarette. It's a weed! <laughs> I'm gonna take this. And he puts it in his pocket. <laughs> he like just stole from him. He's like, what the heck? So funny. Uh, what about... You know what, it's not the best scenes, but they are good scenes, is you sort of uh, forget how good Jackie Chan is as like a physical artist. That's what he is. He's tenacious. He is amazing. He's beautiful. The way he does his thing, like, how can you do it that good? The action sequence is just like, and so choreographed that he knows exactly what to do at every single time. I'm sure it takes a lot of takes, don't get me wrong, but wow. Like, get Chris to do that? He's not going to be able to do that. I feel like he'll give up after a bit. Yeah. But, like, he's not him. That's Jackie's thing. But Jackie's so, like, every scene you sort of forget how much of a star he is. Like, back in the day, he... And it sort of, um... It sort of sucks, because, like, he was sort of... I wouldn't say he's before his time. But he didn't really blast off until Rush Hour. After that, he'd he was, be like... He was big in China. He was big in China. He made Chinese films. I think Rush Hour was like his break. 
And then after that, like, huge in America, obviously. Yeah, he did Shanghai series with uh, Owen Wilson. All and the Rush Hours. All the Rush Hours. Some other movies I can't remember yeah. right now. Um, let me list off some Jackie Chan movies and you tell me which one is your favorite. Here we go. Oh, wow. He has an, his own Wikipedia page just for the filmography. Okay, so. I'm Ivan. sure he has more Chinese movies than American Oh, wow. Movies. Since the 60s, Evan. Um, Since he's the a, 60s. He's old, right? dude. As a child, he's been acting. Dang, holy cow. 80s, he has like... He has three movies. In 1985, he came out with Police Story, Heart of Dragon, Ninja Thunderbolt, The Protector, My Lucky Stars, Twinkle Twinkle Lucky Stars, just in 1985. This man is a machine. Wow. My lord. I want to see what's his movie right before. Um, Rush Hour? Yeah, let's see here. Watch it be like Who just, am I? No. It's going to be like the biggest movie ever. I'm going to feel so dumb. Rumble in the Bronx. I mean, these are all... Uh, Chinese directed film, so I think it's, it's like this one, yeah. Rush Hour? Yeah. It's gonna be in Mulan. How do you feel about that? Oh no, that's not that one. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> 2000. Okay, ready? Shanghai Noon. Mm -hmm. Rush Hour 2. Mm -hmm. Shanghai Nights. Right there, remember that. Uh, Rush Hour 3. Kung Fu Panda. The other ones you don't know. Dang. He didn't really have, like, an amazing career. He had an amazing career. He was already old. He has, like, 70 movies right here. But Rush Hour was his biggest movie. And Kung Fu Panda, I guess. But what's your favorite movie? Probably Rush Hour. Two. One. Three. <laughs> uh, I don't even remember the plots of the other ones. Oh. I remember Ricky Tan. Ricky Tan. Oh, yeah. Because I liked his name. Yeah. Uh, whatever that one was, probably that one. And Chris Tucker. I've only seen him in this. You know, he was in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Don't tell me. Go ahead. Good old guessy guess. I want to guess and then be considered racist. Oh my god. If you say it is racist, Jesus Christ. Pulp Fiction? No. Jackie Brown. That was my first guess, but it was going to be like ironic. So he has Friday, The Fifth Element. Oh yeah, Friday. Oh yeah, Fifth Element. Jackie Brown, Rush Hour, Rush Hour 2, Rush Hour 3. Wow, he didn't make any movies between those Rush Hour movies. That was his bread and butter, huh? Jesus Christ. I think he has like a reputation for being sort of like, uh, difficult. We'll be right back. After this. So favorite Chris Tucker movie is? Probably Rush Hour. Yeah, Rush Hour 2 or Rush Hour, definitely. Just star. Yeah. It's a shame he didn't do more. I feel like he got that money and then he's like, I'll do whatever. Chill mode. That yeah. or he's like, eh, who cares? Like, and he's like, is mean to people. Yep. And that's when he's like, not hiring. He started as a comedian, so I know he's still doing some comedy shows, but... I saw it on Netflix. I didn't watch it, but I saw like that he had a new one, new one yeah. on Netflix. Um, so let's talk about the sort of tone of this. Not the tone, but like what we were talking about earlier. 
could this movie be made exactly the same way in 2019? I think yes, but it would have to be a little bit smarter. I wouldn't know how to do that, but I think the same things could play out. The same, like... But the same tone. They, I'm saying, like, the exact same script. Same movie? Same movie. I'm not saying, like, obviously it wouldn't be a success because, like, it already came out, but I'm saying, theoretically, mm. if this movie never came out, could they make the same exact uh, script today? I think there Without were... causing controversy. Zero controversy? No, or... but, like, without think... offending a large majority of the Chinese people. I think... Yes. I think it could come out exactly to, like today. I think you're right, but they would have to ham it up a little bit more. Like, make it known that they're trying to be super com comedic, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, the more you're serious about something, the, the harder it sounds. If you go full-out comedy, then I think you can do it. I think if it goes too hard, it'll be cheesy, and then it'll just be slightly racist, and then... But then that goes against my own theory of saying like it has to be made exactly the same way. So I don't think it could be made without offending a large majority. Because I even felt sort of awkward. He's like, uh, without he said something about his eyes. <laughs> you know, you can't do that today. You could do it if like it's a straight up comedy movie and you're making fun of people and like they're making fun of you, mm -hmm. and like that sort of style. But you can't just do it and. Jackie's not even equally as racist. That I think that's what makes it bad because like he's sort of like hammering it in his face. Of like I think it could come out. There would be backlash, but people would still like. The majority would like it. There would be a small minority of people being loud and saying, ah, "This is so racist. How could this come out?" I think there would be more than. Nah. I don't know. I just think Chinese people would be really mad. I don't think so. They never get mad. Now that's crazy. <laughs> what? Uh, okay, cool. Next subject. If you were... Well, let me just say this right now. Rush Hour was made into a TV show like last year. Or two oh, years yeah. ago. And it got cancelled before it finished. Yeah. I never... was never interested. It's like Lead the Weapon. They do the same thing. I think it's still fun though. Oh. Or... Uh, Um, what do you think about the movie as a whole? It's good. Just a little classic, mini classic comedy. Like, it's not like classic, but just like, it's just a good one. I need you to, I've been, uh, for all of you who don't know, I haven't picked this movie mm -hmm. uh, to talk about. And I appreciate it, because this movie was extreme, like, it was huge amongst my friends. <laughs> it was huge. And it, it wasn't just, like, my friends. Like, this was a phenomenon of a movie. Huh. And it's hard to feel that, because you were born basically the same year, you know? Yeah. And you're not going to remember that. But for me, everyone was, like, talking about Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker for, for years. And then when Rush Hour 2 came out, they were like, Yes! The sequel to one of the greatest movies ever. Uh, but I want you to start picking movies that have impacted you, because lately we've been talking a lot of, about movies from like 
the 90s, which is good. Van Helsing? But you didn't pick a movie that impacted you. I don't... If anything, that was one. True. If any, if any of the last four movies, it was one of them. But it wasn't something where you're like, this changed my perspective on what movies can be. I feel like there's only like three movies I can find <laughs> that would be able to... And that's fine. That's fine too. I get that. Um, but start picking some that are like in that era. Oh. I think we're gonna find some... Adrian wants to get freaky. We're gonna find some interesting things because... You're gonna start picking things that I'm like, what? Even though you still do pick some of those, but I think you pick those more out of like troll mode than like, uh, these you, are really good. You mode. hurt me, Adrian. But all my choices are movies. Like Iron movie. Man. Iron Man was a good pick because you're like, this movie was it for me. Hmm. And I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> this one. <laughs> but now saying that, now that we spoke about it and think about it. It's like, yeah, obviously, because it was the first real, and it came oh, out, like, right when you're 10 years old, why oh, wouldn't it be it? I'll analyze this and come out with a movie that yes. will just murder you, Adrian. Yes, do this. You will not be able to breathe. But for me, this movie was just, like, amazing. Especially, like, I'm 10 years old, or 8 years old, whatever. I'm stupid, and, like, <laughs> it plays to that stupid me, you know? Like, it doesn't have to be too deep. You got some action, got a yeah. hilarious comedy, you got me. Bing, bing, boom. And it's a pretty good looking film, you know? Like you said, yeah. it doesn't feel dated. Beautifully shot. Yeah. Music's good. Sounds like Um, Whoa. Cool. Good soundtrack. Whoa. Alright, Gary. Cool. Anything else you want to say about this movie? Should I rate it? Give it, give it a good old Ivan this rating. This is gonna be my most dis divisive rating, I think. Well, though, let me calculate. Let me crunch the last numbers. Me. Oh, he's doing the. It's a simple <laughs> He's doing the hangover thing that um, Zach Galifianakis did. I say seven point eight, and that is good. <laughs> Respect it. <laughs> I was like, and you better understand that that is good. <laughs> don't get out of my house while we're in my house. Uh, I respect that. Thank you. I'll give it an 8.3. How dare you. <laughs> I think it's an 8.3. I could go 7.82. But I think just the, the impact it had on me. Is, I think 8.3 is closer to like personal rating yeah but 7.8 is like a more realistic rating yes hold on one second hello hey hey baby uh you're on the hyper future show how can we help you because <laughs> i don't want to be rude and i love you what do you have to say to the beautiful people out there There you have it, people. <laughs> Ivan's dying over here. Okay. Bye.
what a glowing review that we just got. They couldn't hear that, man. She's like, you should totally watch the Happy Future Show. It is awesome. Her voice was like, oh, wow. Got a little vibrato. Um, yes. Closer to the real rate. Ready? Set. Shabamo. <laughs> Why? It's a bingo! Why you ruin everything you touch? What's that from? It's a bingo! Okay, we'll talk about that right now. I don't give it a 7.8, I get it a 8.3. Thank you all for watching, for listening, just kidding. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. And we're back. Who wears short shorts? I wear short shorts. Whoa. <laughs> um, cool. Ivan, should we do this? That's an old commercial that I like, just barely remembered. You just went, like, zap me in the brain. To remember that I'm having a moment. I'm sorry. I love that. I love that. I'm gonna watch that later. <laughs> <laughs> you too. I mean, what time is it? It's time for <laughs> things and such. <laughs> okay. In that section, there's a little play. Okay, cool. Whatever. Um, things and such. Ivan. Hold on, he's yawning. It's uh, a good one. <laughs> you ruined it. Have you been watching any movies? Oh or... boy, have I. Let's not talk about what we watched just oh, yet. Oh, still boy, have I. Okay, go ahead. I've been watching two shows. One I finished, one was The Boys. Heard of it? Ooh. Heard of it? Have you watched? Are you uh, We watched half uh, a quarter of an episode. Uh, someone fell asleep, so they don't want to watch it without her. Okay. Quarter of the first episode was pretty good. I very much enjoyed it. I think if you like the first quarter, like every episode, I haven't felt like one episode where it was like, oh god. Uh huh. But like, it's all good. It's like another Watchmen sort of thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that vibe. But like in a different, like if it if it went a different direction, like Watchmen felt more like political. Yep. This one felt more like corporate greed and stuff like that. That's mm. like the whole plot. Okay. Stuff like that. Okay. But it's good. It's really good. You watch, it's not done yet, right? They, sh they show season. every week? No, it's the whole season though. How many episodes? Eight. And what would you rate it? That's, this is the honeymoon phase rating. Yep. 8.8. Bang. What makes it good? It just, it's like different. And okay. it's entertaining. Okay. And then there's parts where I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. In terms of? Like, disgust. Oh. Like, just disgust in, like, multiple ways. Not even, like, like blood. Just, like, uh -huh. what people do. Like, stuff like that. And I like that. I don't, just because, like, not many shows... Really, not a lot of shows can make you actually feel, like, gross. Like... Wow, and, it's that bad, right? Like, in, I'm not comparing it to Game of Thrones, but Game of Thrones also made me feel this way. Yeah, in yeah, certain yeah. parts where I was yeah. like, oh god, why is this happening? But it was good. Like, a good feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing with The Boys. There's parts where like, oh, Jesus. Like, yep. God. It was good. 
Uh, wow. Sounds like it's one of your top shows of the year, then. I'd say so. I have to sleep on it more, but it's good. Cool. I'll wa uh, I'm definitely going to watch it. I have Hulu now, so I'm... Wait, not Hulu. I have Amazon Prime. Oh, my God. So, let me tell you this little story. <laughs> uh, Ready. What, what, what was I doing? We were doing something. We were, ta we were talking. We're hanging out with some friends, me and my fiance Tanya. And then all of a sudden, we we talk about Amazon. Oh yeah, okay. We're in and out with some friends. We're eating in and out. And then one of them was like, "Oh, have you seen the show The Boys?" And I'm like, "No, I don't have Amazon Prime." And then Tanya's like, "I have Prime." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" She's like, "I have Prime. I've had it for like uh, over a year now." Jeez, and I'm like, bro. You haven't told me this. It's like, I told you. I'm like, no, you haven't told me this. Oh, my God. And then they're just, like, watching us, and I'm like... They're like, oh, my God. <laughs> they're breaking up. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, do you realize how many movies we could have watched? How many shows we could have watched? Did, did she not know that it had its streaming service? No, she didn't know. Uh, She's like, I don't know about that kind of stuff. You never <laughs> told me that there's something like that. I was like, well, you never told me explicitly that you had Prime. And your friends are crying in the back. <laughs> And yeah, so that's why we started watching a little bit of the boys. Oh. Uh, but yeah. Uh, that's funny. Anything else you're watching? Community? That comedy? Okay. 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 What'd you think? Another good, solid comedy. I've been trying to just find new shows to watch. But like, smaller shows that I can easily digest. Not, not think and watch. Same film. I'm scared of the laugh track. I don't know if I can get over it. There you can. I don't know. <laughs> Try it. Yeah. After Community, I think I'll watch. I think you have season. you have to get to season three though. That's the part, bad part. You trash. Like for, <laughs> you have to get to season three for it to not be like super corny, you know? Because I think that's where they hit their stride. Where it's I don't know. Don't quote me that because I haven't watched all of it. Just try it. Season one. Is. Okay. It will look dated. It will feel old. But it's just like that consistent, like, oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, uh. yeah. I mean, there's a reason why they call it the greatest show ever, you know? Yeah. The greatest co comedic show ever. So. It's like my my old nemesis. Like, it's always been there. I'm always trying to... <laughs> no, that was Game of Thrones. You're That's a conquered nemesis. You are horrible with Game of Thrones. <laughs> I think I, it took me to convince you, right? <laughs> Not and even. then you become a critic. Oh, I think they should have, uh... Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Don't gatekeep this. <laughs> I, I'm a new fan. What's wrong with that? Oh, thank God. And an old fan. Not, I hate Game of Thrones now. Okay. Game of Thrones sucks. Alright, alright. Anything else? Um... I don't think so. No. So, as you all may know, Ivan and I are big Tarantino fans. Spoiler alert, might as well just say no. And we wanted to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Given that I knew I was going to watch it relatively soon, I decided to watch more Tarantino as much as I could. And I watched Inglourious Bastards. And what a movie. I rewatched <laughs> it, what a movie. It's not my first time watching it, it's like my fourth. And Brad Pitt in it is just... Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt and Christopher Waltz are amazing. You know, after 
I was kind of sick of Brad Pitt for the longest time. Why? I don't know. What movie made it sick? I just felt like he never played anyone else. And who was he to just, you in your head? Just like a, just Brad Pitt. He always played Brad Pitt. Oh, he was like a movie actor? Yeah. Like a movie star? Yeah. Okay. And then with Once Upon a Time, I got like a little shift. Yep. And I was like... Man, bro, it's cool. Don't wait. wait, okay. wait, wait, wait. Continue with your monologue. So, in Lurie's Bastards, it was awesome. Incredible co- quotes. That's where I was like, it's a bingo! Christopher Waltz says that. Oh. And then he's okay. like, did I say it right? He's like, no, you just say bingo. It's like, bingo! <laughs> How fun! Man, he's like so good in that movie. He's creepy. And then there's like classic scenes. Oh my god, it's so good. Please watch Lurie's Bastards. And uh, Quentin's a genius. Saying that, this past Sunday, Ivan and I went to go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in Mission Valley AMC. Packed room. Sold out, basically. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. And we sat there like two little kids in a candy store. Just with eyes wide open. We took my fiance. She slept through half of the movie. Really? <laughs> you just know. Yeah. Ivan. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. What did you think about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? <laughs> that was alright. Like that? No. Nah. <laughs> it was good. I liked it. Um, I think it's way too early to say if it's like where to rank it in Tarantino movies. Um, I'm not sure if it will ever be one, like top one. Yep. I think that's fair, but it's it's a unique movie. I don't know what how to describe it really. It's a good movie. Should I just say whatever I want? Can I say it? Yeah. Uh, we said this, but it was like a love letter to Hollywood, and it really felt like I was missing a lot of the movie because I didn't understand. Well, I kind of understood it, but I didn't understand fully the references he was making. Because it was all like old Hollywood, like six late sixties, seventies, like stuff like that. And I knew of the Manson murders before that, and that's where that's kind of like the plot. Like it's intertwined with. The main character, Leo's, uh, rise, or not rise, like, journey to making it big in Hollywood, and then... His hope to make it big. Yeah. Bigger than just a TV show actor. Yeah, and then intertwining that is the Manson murders that they're about to, like, uh, intersect with, uh... Their lives. Yeah. Uh, and another main character is, uh... Brad Pitt's character, who is like, is basically Leo's buddy, and sort of takes care of him, drives for him, because they have a funny relationship. Uh, I read a good uh, synopsis, like a two-line synopsis, was which is basically it's a buddy, buddy comedy movie. Yeah. But there's like that extra layer of story with the Sharon Tate thing. Yeah. And you didn't really know about what happened to Sharon Tate. I mean, I knew and I didn't. Like, I knew about Manson murders. I knew something happened with Sharon Tate that was related to the Manson murders. I didn't know how 
any of that work together because I'd never bothered to look it up. Mm-hmm. But once you just once you said like uh, we left the movie theaters after watching it, and I told Ivan that uh, because of Charles Manson. It's, uh, I, I basically said like, do you know Sharon Tate really was killed? He's like, oh wait, what? I'm like, yeah. Uh, Tarantino just like revised history in his own little world in this movie. And I sent you an article. I didn't read it. Did you read more upon? Um, I think I just I looked up. It's because I was looking at uh, I was thinking about the ending of the movie. And then I didn't know that it was the exact same people, like those those four. They use those four in the movie too. Yeah, like the four criminals. There's literally four criminals. Yep. I didn't know that happened. Yep. I didn't know it was that like. You thought it was. You thought it wasn't as exact as it yeah. was. You thought the only the. I thought the only similarity was that she was dead. Yeah, death or not dead. I didn't know there was four of them. I didn't know. That they, it was exactly. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. I don't look into anything else. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you that it's a very... Uh, it's a nostalgic movie. It looks at the 70s with like... With... Uh, what's that saying? Rose-tinted glasses. Rose-tinted glasses. That's not even how you use it. It looks at the 70s like it's like the best time in the world basically. In a weird way, even though the Manson murders were about to come down. And it puts you in that world and it was amazing. That whole world, I was like, dude, I want to be in the 70s with the music, the like, that classic rock music, uh, riding around with Brad Pitt in his car. I like the technology they showed. What part? Like which one? Well, I'm thinking specifically the, when he's in the pool, he has a giant radio and like a little uh, funny yeah, yeah. thing and he has like big old like headphones that's how people used to do it <laughs> yeah it's just like funny like that just can't exist today yeah like people would just put their beats pedal on the side of the yep. pool and then that's it yeah it is funny uh and leo and brad i mean what what more like to brothers it? it was like a beautiful relationship honestly yep. like i didn't see it when they're in the movie but just looking back like Wow, they're friends. And they so charismatic. Them. Yeah. Like, we've talked about Kurt Russell and his charisma, but, like, you you get to understand what a true movie star is when you see these two. They're, like, if you... It's kind of crazy just thinking, like, they're movie stars. Like, they're the, the image of, like, American movie stars. Yeah. Brad Pitt and Leo. Yep. And they just... They're just tag teaming the movie together. Yep. The only other, like, comparable ones are, like, Tom Cruise. Yeah. I mean, who else? I can't think of really... Will Smith, maybe. Yeah. That's a big one. Johnny Depp, back in the day. He sort of lost his luster, but... Um, when I was, like, watching it, I was like, Tarantino, you dog. Because <laughs> I was thinking, like, he made this movie just for himself. Like, it's a pure self-indulgent movie, because... He loves this time. He keep he keeps like harkening back to like westerns, to seventies culture, and he did it for himself. He had a, people were I was reading like uh, titles for reviews, like headlines, and they're like, 
oh, it's a great movie, but it's not classic. And I feel like that's the wrong way to look at it. He wasn't really trying to make this for uh, to be considered one of the top ten movies of all time. He was making this movie to tell a story the way he wanted to tell it, the way he wants to and see it. Honestly, I learned more about 60, late 60s cinema in that movie than I've ever learned. I probably could learn more just from looking it up. Yeah. But just from watching that movie, I feel like I know a lot more about that that time in, time in Hollywood and cinema. Yup. And there's a bunch. It's like there's a bunch of little random things like that they show us, that he shows us. That's like, whoa, that's how they used to do it. Like the TV yeah. commercials. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. How much they liked watching TV. Yeah. Like, you would never say to your friend like, oh, let's. I'm gonna watch the newest episode of this. Wanna come over? Like, well, you would, but. I, I don't know, they just said it differently. Yeah. Definitely a different time. Yeah. There's only like five channels. At all. And like basic TV now, like FBI was the name of the yeah. show. Like today would be like FBI, most wanted, SVU, like stuff like that. Yeah, there's a million different FBI shows. Though. Yeah. Uh, the dog in the movie. Classic. I need that dog. We need the dog. <laughs> uh, what else? I like, he he did some weird editing stuff, like how he shot things, and like, like that whole scene with Margot Robbie, Sharon Tate, mm -hmm. uh, where she went to see herself in the movie, uh -huh. that was like, that was random, and I feel like they really could have cut that out, like I don't hate it, but it was really random. It wasn't, I wouldn't say it's random, and I could see why you would say they can cut it out, because it's like, it doesn't add much to the overall story, it, but it, it gives just, depth on her. Yeah. To show that she's not like this big A-list star. No, I'm thinking. This big A-list star, she's just this girl making it out of like the trenches, and she's having a good time watching herself, like on the movie theaters and crazy to see like how someone would really feel going to a movie theater seeing themselves and hearing other people the, talk about her and the theater buying experience how they went through all of it yeah like it's not much different from ours but it's like there's a single booth yep. you just buy it there you walk in a little tiny theater it's just funny like all the little things like how they did stuff back then yep and the more I think about it I think he just he did that for Sharon Tate like in her memory, I feel. Yeah. Because, um... Like, because you said it was showing her character. Yep. I think a lot of people only know... I think 99% of people only know her for, like... Her murder. Yeah. So putting that kind of humanization to her, it's kind of so like, oh, Sharon Tate, she's yeah. a little kooky. She's yeah. different. But in, like, a good way. Yeah. And then, like, the whole Roman Polanski thing. Yeah. Like, that... It's arguably like just a weird little thing that we know uh, her their relationship with uh, her him and Sharon Tate. Um, what else? End scene. Do we? No, 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 not yet. No, not ready. But we could say it's like. Similar to Inglorious, where like they just change, he changes history and he. There's a there's a part in the movie I don't know if you noticed it, 
But it was when Leo was talking to the main character of the show he was acting on. The one where he had the little yep. mustache. He was, uh, I think it was when he was asking him about um, if he got, if it's true he got that one part. If he was up for a part. Yes. And he was like, oh, I was on the short list. Yep. I think it was there in that scene, but there was a point where they were talking to each other. And uh, the, not Leo, the other dude. He had like his hat, like he was holding it. Yep. And then there was an instant cut, and it was on his head. Uh huh. Something like that. I don't know if he was holding it or it was like in a different position, but it was obviously like. Edited. Yeah. Yep. Did you see that? Yep. Oh. Well, I saw it, and I was like, "What?" And I, I kind of looked at you, but you didn't react. Hmm. Um, but I feel like that was that itself was some sort of reference to something. But I don't have the. The information to and I told Ivan right after watching this movie I was like I feel like 60% of the things said in there or 70% we missed on yeah because we don't know the lingo of 70s or we don't know the pop culture during the 70s like even for us if we would have known going in that uh, FBI was a real show mm-hmm. or the other show that he was on what was it the western I forgot public Oh, Bounty... Bounty... Something. Bounty Law. Yeah? I think so. I don't know. Something like, like that. Like, if, even if we knew that was real and, like, the history behind that and knowing that it was probably, like, I think it was, it was known as a bad show and all that kind of stuff. If we knew that, we would have liked the movie even more. I want someone to make, like, a the ultimate reading thing before watching Once Upon a, Te- Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And it's just, like... The movies of that era, uh, the books of that era, uh, who shared the yeah. like everything. Yeah, to understand I, everything, this is what you need to read. Because there's like 30 things in there I feel like I have to know before I could like truly understand. Like the Al Pacino character, yeah. I bet like somebody was just like laughing so hard during all of that. He's like, oh, that guy, he's like the uh, super rich, uh, famous film producer. Yeah, but like... I can't believe he portrayed him with Al Pacino. Yeah, yeah. And like that scene, I was like... This is a little weird, mm-hmm. but I understand that was to, they're using him to tell Rick Dalton that he yeah. was washed up, yeah. but I'm sure there's some other meaning in there yep. that I have no idea what it means. I mean, yeah. And that's why I say, like, he didn't make this movie for any other reason, just for him. Yeah. And his circle of friends out of this kind of movie. Yeah. I think it was Ice-T, like, he had a tweet where he said, he saw it. I heard it. Uh, was like... He basically said this isn't meant for, like, everyone. This is for the people who love this time in cinema. Yep. And I'm not going to call Ice-T a liar. (laughs) You liars. This is a meaningless movie. Uh, you want to give a rating? I don't know. I'm not ready for that. Me neither. Let's not. Let's pay some respect. Yeah. Um, anything else I have Ben scene, do you wanna? No. It's too much. Uh, just I don't wanna ruin it that much. Okay. Not like, say, not I like say? hundreds of people watch this. Go ahead. <laughs> Wait, after the short break. And we're back. What do you wanna say about the end scene of uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? It's a classic Tarantino ending. I feel. And it's the most reminiscent Tarantino scene that you would feel like 
Yeah, definitely, like... Because throughout the movie, it's... Like, the movie's slow, right? Yeah. There were scenes where I was... there. Yeah, it was slow. It was pretty slow. Both I wish I would have watched this movie, like, at 3 p.m. with a cup of coffee. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's boring, but... A little granola bar on the side. <laughs> but I need that kind of, uh... Ambience when I watch certain movies. I wanna... This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna read up as much as I can on this movie. Oh, here you go. It comes out in 4K. I buy it 4K. God. Day one. And I watch it 3 p.m. Cup of coffee, granola <laughs> bar in the hand. That's what I'm gonna do. But that's how good Quentin is. That he makes you want to do that. Yeah. Think about it that way. Yeah. Because any other movie you're like, I'll watch trash. This. <laughs> I'll watch this while slumped on my couch dead. <laughs> or even if you, yeah. That's being nice. Like maybe you don't even watch it. Yeah. But Quentin, shout out to Quentin. I need to rewatch it. How long was the movie? Two thirty, I think. Or two twenty. Anything else? No. Music. Chance, but I was pretty bored. Told you. Goodbye, Chance. It was nice knowing you. Goodbye, rap. Honestly, I think. Oh. Goodbye, rap. I don't think it's goodbye, rap yet. Um. I feel like there's a shift coming. I don't know what. Don't Nazis? Know. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Who? What Me. kind of music? I don't know. Country. Oh. <laughs> That's an easy... Country has a phase though, huh? Yeah. What hasn't had a phase yet? I don't think it's about that anymore. I think, I think everything's gonna last shorter now. Everything's yeah. gonna have more phases, but it's gonna last like. Jesus Christ! Is it just gonna be like exponential in like fifty years? Every day is like a new phase. You're just gonna be so behind instantly. That's scary. It's a scary thought. Let's go analog. Yeah. That's what. It's that's in the woods. Analog. Let's get a rec uh, tape recorder. Let's get a record player and let's just play classics. My fear is that I won't be able to keep up with new technology. Don't you know? Just don't. Don't I even have try. To. We're in the golden age. Because I'm here. <laughs> Alright, people. Thank you for listening, watching, subscribing, however you're listening, watching, or subscribing. We're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, we're on iHeartRadio, we're on many things. Please give us a shout out. Uh, follow us on any of those platforms if you wish. We will DM you a flack version of this podcast. In honor of Quentin Tarantino. A flack? Yeah. Oh, like an audio format? Yeah. It's like highest quality. Nice. If you ask for it. Only if you ask for it. Okay, I like, I'll take it. I'll take the that. technology to make this happen. I think so. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I don't know. We can't do this. <laughs> I'm going to need to buy something. I have the money. Um, yes, Ivan's right. And we'll be back next week to talk about a new movie that we adore. Yeah. From... My heart to yours. From sunny San Diego, California. It's Adrian and Ivan. In the morning. In the night. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. See you next week. <laughs> Bye.